0: Welcome to The Other Side of Wall Street with your host, Ron Harrison. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Other Side of Wall Street. My name is Ron Harrison. I'll be your host for today. And uh, as you know, each of these episodes is a continuation of the prior episode. And lately we've been talking about trading psychology and how that affects the results of uh, your trading endeavors. And... I would just like to maybe back up a second and kind of re-justify uh, why we're spending so much time on this topic, because I know a lot of you see what uh, the show is about—improving uh, your trading, trading results, lowering your risk, and so on—and of course, when you see that, you want to tune into a show that's going to tell you, you know, you should buy X, Y, Z stock, uh, or you should do this—some uh, kind of trading tips. Uh, you know, something that actually can be, you can relate to in dollars and cents, putting on trades, in other words, of some sort. And that is not the most important thing that you need to learn in order to be successful. So think of this, uh, and I, I did, I mentioned this in earlier shows, but I just, again want to re-justify and re reinforce this this on you. New traders, people that come into the market to begin uh, their trading career let's say high 90 percentile of those people fail and then a new busload come in and high 90 percent of the they them fail and on and on it goes so think about how many books there are out there on trading strategies uh, how many schools how many courses are being taught uh, how many tv shows are there on you know like cnbc bloomberg you know giving you stock tips stock uh, analysis, uh, stock recommendations, so on and so forth. So if all this information is out there on how to trade book after book after book after book, uh, not to mention the media, hyping this and that, this stock, that stock, this fund, this this uh, what future, this commodity, this currency, whatever. There's all this vast amount of information being bombarded on these new traders daily. Then why do High 90 percentile of those fail. Well, it's because of something that is pretty much ignored. And even when you're told what it is, you ignore it. And you just want to jump right in and start trading and making trades, placing trades. And for some reason, it doesn't work. And I mentioned before in one of the episodes that people tend to do what I call the trading method shuffle. They will try one system or take a class somewhere or sign up for a course, try it, it fails. They blame the course or the course creator. Find somebody else they've heard, try that system, it sounds good in the beginning, they give it a try, it fails, on and on, failure after failure. And then they just either give up because they figure it's too complicated, nothing works, or they run out of money and have to give up because there's no money left to trade with. So, what is causing that is something that no one teaches, no one talks about, and even if, again, like I said, we tell you what it is, you want to ignore it, and that is your psychological makeup, the way your mind works when you start trading and start putting your own money on the line, and trades start going against you, even when they're going with you, still, it affects all all of the aspects of it. So... Even though this may seem, these topics that we're covering in the past episodes and today may seem boring. And because I know what we teach classes and we spend at least one full day of our three day class on trading psychology. And I, I, people, I mean, their eyes glass over. I mean, I've had people actually fall asleep during it because based on what they come to the class to learn, this is like the really boring stuff. And the sad thing is, it's the most important thing. And if, again, talking about the high 90 percentile that fail, what's the difference in them and that other single-digit percentile that make it and do well? And what, how are they different than the successful people on Wall Street? Do you think the people on Wall Street that continually trade and make money and have great track records, do you think they're vastly smarter than everybody else? Do you think they're like Einstein-level uh, geniuses and they just are doing things other humans can't do. The answer is no. They, they are just like you and I. They're, they are no different except for one major thing, and that is that they have learned how to control their emotions, and they have reprogrammed their mind to think in ways that are conducive to success, to good results, to good trading results. And that is what I'm trying to impress upon you and trying to ingrain in you in in these classes, or these sessions, these shows now. Now, of course, later on down the road, once we get through this, and I feel like I've done a good job for this part of it, we're going to get into the technicals of trading, technical analysis, the technicals of, of the trade construction itself, how to place trades, and so on, and how those work. But before any of that can be even thought of as successful, you have to understand and at least make a decent, a good attempt to believe what I'm telling you and and put that into practice. Without that, it doesn't matter what system you're using or what strategies I teach you, ultimately they're going to fail. So, hopefully this kind of reignites some interest, hopefully. So, I think enough about that for now. Let's actually get into it. And at the end of last week's episode I suggest uh, I introduced I suggest I introduced to you another phase of, of the psychological uh, elements that could cause failure in, for a trader. And those were cognitive biases which are nothing more than the distortions in the way people perceive reality. And they cause irrational behavior and repeated errors in judgment. So let's look, Uh, I I mentioned last week too that there are many different cognitive biases. All of them don't pertain and don't have a direct link to trading and how that works. But we have gone with about seven of those that we think are ones that are directly tied into trading and that will ultimately cause you problems, even failure, if they aren't acknowledged, understood, and uh, kept in check. So, let's see how, let's talk about some of these and see how they actually uh, affect people's trading. So, the first being loss aversion. So that is the tendency for people to have a strong preference for avoiding losses over acquiring gains. So we talked about this, not this kind of a bias, but we talked about the preference for People avoiding doing going to any extent to avoid a loss, and losses really are associated in this wor- realm, this world, with pain. So taking a loss for the average and especially the newbie trader is painful. I mean, this is your money on the table, your hard-earned money. You're putting it down. You're making your your trade starts going against you and you start seeing the dollars flow out the window. So that is painful. Now, human nature and human emotions are trained so that you will go to any extent to avoid pain. Uh, Think of it just going through life. I mean, uh, anything that you can think of. I mean, you won't grab onto a hot frying pan if it's going to burn you. You won't stick your hand under hot water because it would hurt. You won't run across... a a gravel pile or trail barefoot because you know it will hurt. I mean, anything you know that's going to cause pain, you will do whatever you can do to avoid that pain. Well, in this world, pain equals losses. So if you're in a trade and the trade is going against you, and you start seeing, like I said, the dollar starting to flow out the window. Your account balance is shrinking. You would do anything you can to avoid taking that loss. And in this world, taking that loss really doesn't come to reality until you close the trade. So as long as the trade is still open, you cross your fingers, you cross your legs, you cross whatever you can do. You pray to, to whoever you can pray to, please Make this trade work as it's going against you. And as long as you leave it open, there's still that hope that the trade will turn around and come back in your favor, and you'll be able to get out without taking a loss, thus avoiding the pain. So how do you structure that so that it works for you? And the way these traders, that the, the high, high 90 percentile of traders that fail, in order to avoid that loss, they just stay in the trade. And we've also mentioned earlier that good trading, good results, good uh, trade management involves managing your risk. If you don't manage your risk, the risk will win. So in this case, to manage your risk, you have to have a spot where you say, okay, I was wrong on this trade. I'm going to take my loss. I'm getting out and move on. To do that, the most common and easy way is to put a stop loss order in. When you play, as soon as you place the trade, you instantly. The next thing you do is put that stop loss order in, and then if the trade goes against you, uh, and it, it goes to that des- designated spot where you dis- or you have made the decision that if it gets that far in the wrong direction, that you are wrong in your beliefs about the trade and get out. Well, then at that point that's when you actually experience the pain because you have gotten out at a loss. You, your trade was bad, you lost money, that hurts. So again, human nature, we will do anything we can to avoid those losses. So what do we do? Instead of putting the stop loss order in, we don't put it in at all, that's one. Or you put it in, the trade starts coming close to, the, to your stop loss point, maybe you're going to move your stop loss a little further out Give the trade a little more breathing room to give it more time to turn around and come back. Then the trade gets bigger. I mean, the loss gets bigger. So as the loss keeps increasing in size, the perceived pain is going to increase. As the tra- as the loss grows, the pain grows. So if you couldn't accept taking the loss at your original stop loss point, then because of the pain how then are you going to take it later on when the pain is even greater because if you were trying to avoid it when it was smaller you're really going to be trying to avoid it as it gets bigger so you keep doing whatever maybe some people will even take the stop loss out altogether because again they they can't take the pain i can't tell you how many people have, have gone through our courses our classes and showed me their portfolio of stocks that they have that, that are just sitting there and i it, some of them are so sad because it's full of of like a long list of stocks that are a fraction of what they were when that when the client actually bought the stock so basically what they did is they rode those losses down and down and down and down and they're still holding the stock because selling it at that much of a loss is just too painful they can't do it so there's nothing left to do but wait and wait, and wait, and at this point it's probably been, some of the ones I'm thinking of have been years and they're still waiting. Whereas if they had taken their small loss in the beginning and moved on to something else they would have been far, far better off. But anyway, that's why most people have a strong preference for avoiding losses over acquiring gains. Because their entire trading methodology is centered around riding these losses and hoping that the trade's going to turn around and come back as opposed to taking like i said a small loss and then moving on to other trades that would probably be nice winning trades but uh, they never get that far and it's very sad uh these same people we're going to get to another cognitive bias here in a second uh which is kind of a continuation of this one but these same people equally uh mess up them, themselves through lack of methodology on their winning trades and it's 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 uh, what they end up doing is is building a trading methodology that basically is taking big losses and taking small gains and that has a definite lifespan because your account cannot weather that for very long so that one is the loss aversion and again that's the tendency for people to have a strong preference for avoiding losses over acquiring gains so we're up to break now let's take a break and we'll come back and continue these here's another look into the world of trading i have a question how many of you think you can predict the future did you know that you're trying to do just that when you purchase a stock? When you own a stock, the only way you can profit is for the stock to increase in value and if it trades flat or trades down, you end up losing. What if I told you that there is a much better way to profit without ever owning that stock? And what if I told you that you could take a position in that same stock and profit no matter what the stock does? That's right, you can profit if the stock goes up, trades flat, or goes down. No matter what, you profit. This is how the pros trade and this is how you should be trading. We are the other side of Wall Street and we would love to teach you how to trade like the pros, increasing your odds from one out of three to almost three out of three on every trade you place. Interested? Call us at the other side of Wall Street at 949-734-1698 and sign up for one of our courses. And again, that's 949 734 one six nine eight let's make some money okay we're back the other side of Wall Street and we're talking about cognitive biases the next one that I want to talk about is one called the sunk cost effect and that is the tendency to treat money that has already been committed or spent as more valuable than money that may be spent in the future. So we could look at that one in several different ways. Now we could actually tie that in to the loss aversion cognitive bias, whereas we are more focused on the money in the current trade that most likely, in the, at least in this scenario, has, has gone bad and you're in an, into a loss situation. So you tend to treat that money that is in a losing trade as far more valuable then money that may be spent in the future on other trades that have a good chance of being a winning trade. And people that's what happens with with these trades is that they we are so committed on the money that we have just spent on that trade, money that is being possibly being lost on that trade that that's all we care about. Which means we don't think of it logically, we don't think of it as methodically where like I said, a good trading plan would be you put your stop loss in at a certain point. If it hits it, you are wrong. You get out and you go on and you do the next trade. Instead, we stick with that trade and we stick with it and we stick with it and no matter how bad it gets. Of course, the worse it gets, the more pain is is as a result. But we are so committed to that money that we totally forget about other trades. And, and, and we, we're just so tunnel-visioned on that one single trade, that we see nothing else. I mean, I've seen people that that I have actually given them other trades that they might want to think about taking, many trades, I mean, the market is constantly, with with the amount of information available out there, especially on trading platforms nowadays with the charting packages they have and the information they have, there are many other opportunities always waiting. It's, just, it's not a situation where you have one trade and you take it and there's nothing else left to do. There are plenty of opportunities. But when these people take, put a trade on and it goes against them, they become so tunnel vision and so frozen that all they care about is that trade, those dollars, that money, and they see nothing else. They see no other opportunities out there. And they consequently don't pursue those other opportunities. Instead, they stick with the one bad losing trade that they have. And we all know that does not work at least I hope you know that. So that's really the sunk cost effect. Next one would be the disposition effect. And this one really ties into the loss aversion. It's really almost the same one. And that's disposition effect, the tendency for people to lock in gains and ride losses. So here's how that one works. So we kind of talked about loss aversion because of the pain factor when you start uh, losing money and you're into a losing trade. And you don't want to accept that. You don't want to actually take the pain, accept the pain, so to you do anything you can to avoid that pain. And in this case the avoidance is not closing your trade out, riding it out, holding on to it because you know it's going to turn around and come back. Just give it another day, It's another day, another week, another month, whatever, and you know it's going to turn around because of something you've heard, something you've read, and of course this ties into we talked earlier in one of the episodes about the effect that the media has on the beginning trader they fill your heads full of information not always true (laughs) very seldom true but you're bombarded by so much media information that you start thinking you know what this particular stock is going to do because you've been told what it's going to do by reputable people so 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 they claim And once you have enough information compiled, again, not necessarily correct information, but enough information, you start believing what the stock is going to do. So then you start forming a bias. So now your bias is so strong that let's say in this case that you think this XYZ stock is going to go up to a certain dollar amount because one of the analysts said that's his target and it starts going against you. So you feel totally brave now, totally empowered to hold this stock as long as it takes because so-and-so said it's going to go up up, and up to this certain price and you don't want to miss out. So you hold it and you hold it and you hold it as it keeps going down and down and the pain gets bigger and you keep riding it down until either the pain gets so bad you just say, okay, enough's enough, I want out. And then you feel so bad because you've taken such a large loss versus the smaller one you could have taken. Or you just stick with it, period, for... Who knows how long? Forever. So that's the path that gets you locked in to ride the losses out. Now these same people, again, all these people, all these scenarios are being driven by your emotions, by fear, by greed, and ego. Those three components of your emotions, fear, greed, and ego. So these same people that have ridden these losses out, held the trades far beyond where they should have, let's say they, they decide to make another trade. This trade starts going in their favor, so they thought it was going to go up. It starts going up Well because of the experience that that is filed away in the back of their subconscious about how painful This last trade was or last series of trades or a trade they made a month ago, whatever That pain is still filed away So when this trade starts going in their favor and they are apparently right in their assumption of where the stock was going to go What's the first thing they do? they close the trade. Because the thought that goes through their mind is, I better close this trade now before it turns into a loss. Because subconsciously, they are conditioned. There is that loss compilation of maybe losing trades or whatever, but you have, they have this thing in the back of their mind where they have stored all of the pain from all of the trades that have gone wrong. So they are so fearful of that happening again, that as soon as a good trade, takes a little bit of profit, they decide to close it before it turns around and goes against them. So that's why these people, of course, end up having, they lock in their small gains, but yet they ride the losses way out. And what they should have done is had some very good stop-loss points to where if the losing trade goes against them, they're out. Small loss, they're out. Move on to the next trade back to the sunk cost effect. Stop focusing on that current money that's being spent and think more about future trades and where they might go. So the first, they should put a stop loss, take that small loss and move on. Then when they get into a trade that is going in their favor, those are the trades that you wanna let go and let run until the charts tell you that it's time to get out. You can see the trend reverse uh, the, the basic New story on the stock might have changed um, a lot of different things, but you need to let it play out and take the max profit you can get out of that trade and not cut it short. But again, because of the emotions, in this case where they cut their gains short, that is fear. Where they let where they let their losses run, that too is fear. So again, fear is causing you to do causing these. 90 percentile of losing traders do, is make all the wrong decisions based on the emotion of fear. And trust me, it happens all the time, over and over and over again. Let's move on to the next one. Outcome bias. The tendency to judge a decision by its outcome rather than by the quality of the decision at the time it was made. So in this case, I told you, I think it was last week uh, that we talked, you need to keep a trading log. When you put a trade on, put down all the reasons you put the trade on, what you were thinking at the time, what the charts said, what some of the technical indicators were indicating, what the story behind the company is, if there is one. All of those things, put down the reasons you took the trade and put down where you put your stop, why you think that is where the stop should be, your decision on that. Anyway, keep a log so that if the trade goes bad, you can look at your log and you can say, well, I did everything correctly, but I can't control the market. It didn't go the way I thought. It went against me, so I was out of the trade. But people don't do that. So the the trade goes bad and right away, they start blaming everything else. They either didn't make the right decisions or they're, again, like we just talked about, fear caused them to do really, not so smart uh, decisions, staying in it too long, for instance, cutting it the winners too short. But most times when the trade goes bad, they want to blame something, they want to tie it into something, some other factor, when all it was, was the trade just didn't work out the way they thought. Nothing more than that. But they can't accept that, so they try to make it into a much bigger deal, which again, if you add that into your emotions, it starts festering, it starts building up, and uh, it, it can turn into something that is is really a problem that, that will haunt you in every trade you make. You have to keep a log, you have to be able to analyze each trade and learn from it if it goes bad, but you can't just say that that, that you made a bad decision or, or, or whatever. It, it, it if you, if you write it down, especially if you don't write it down, what's going to happen is the trade goes bad, and you're going to your your emotions, your your subconscious is going to start creating all of these reasons why this trade went bad. In every sense, other than maybe it was because of your fear and your greed, and the third component, ego, is what causes this to happen. Our ego will form any kind of story needed. To make it look like the problem was anywhere but where it truly was in your emotions, you were, they will come up. It will come up with all kinds of excuses, all kinds of scenarios, blaming it on every other factor known to man, except what the real cause was, and that was your emotions. So again, fear and greed are the two components that are causing you to make very bad decisions, but ego is covering up that fact so that. You look everywhere else, but where it should be. And ego is also the reason that even though we, I, we just cover this to death on these episodes, and we teach it in our classes, people tend to ignore it because ego says that's not you. You don't have that problem. You're fine. That's other people. They have the fear and greed issues. I do not. Just keep doing what you're doing, and you'll be fine because you're you're better than the rest of the rest of those people. And it's not a better or worse thing. It's a human nature thing. We all have emotions. We all have fear. And we all have greed. And no matter how you look at it, it's going to be there. And and I'll say this again. I've said it in other episodes. Being a trader, being in the market every day, is like being an alcoholic and working as a bartender in a bar. I mean, you always have that desire that an alcoholic has to drink is always gonna be there. That's why they go to the meetings. That's why they have support groups. But imagine having that desire all the time and be standing there right next to the bottles of liquor and not being able to touch them. I mean, that's so bad. And and in this case, you're always gonna have fear and greed and ego sitting there on your shoulder, trying to mess you up. And you're putting your own hard-earned money on the line, trying to make trades. And if you don't come to terms with those three emotions, they are going to win. And they are going to cause you to do something that's going to cause you to lose money or cause the trade to go bad, which is what your subconscious or your emotional subconscious was telling you to begin with, which is what you were afraid of. So again, it tends to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If, if you leave this stuff unchecked, your emotions will cause things to happen that will make whatever you were afraid of to begin with actually come true, purely by bad decisions. So... We're getting near the end for today. we got more of these to cover next week. Hopefully some of these sink in. Please think of them over and try to realize if you have any of these going on yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Nobody's listening to you when you think about these things. This is your private thoughts in your own head. Try to analyze yourself and say, yes, well maybe maybe some of this stuff is, is problems that I have been doing. Maybe I have made some bad decisions based on fear and greed. Uh, and more you can dive into that and the more honest you can be with yourself the better your trading will become so hopefully this helps uh, again I would like to encourage you to uh, check out our website it's the other side of wallstreet.org actually you can go on there and sign up for one of our free ebooks which is called reprogramming the trader's mindset uh, and that has a lot of information in there actually it's a compilation of a lot of uh, blogs that we did on trading psychology and it covers everything we're talking about here, and things we haven't covered yet, uh, in, in very short little sections. So you might find that it, it, it's it, interesting to read. That'll that'll help reinforce everything we're talking about in these in these radio shows. You can check out our classes. Uh, a lot of different things. The main thing is you need to address your egos, your ego, your fear, and your greed, or in other words, your emotions. You need to address those. You need to accept that they are going to be there. You need to accept what they can do to you if if you leave them unchecked. And you need to get support somehow. You need a support team. Uh, Again, with alcoholics, they go to their their meetings every week because of support. So you need support. So uh, we can help you there. Uh, Check out our trading tribe. Uh, That alone could give you four and a half hours of coaching per month. Which would go a immensely long way in helping you form a solid plan around your emotions. Uh, so think about that too. But at least maybe download our free ebook and read some of that because it'll be very helpful. So that's it for this week. Again, I hope some of this helped. We're going to keep doing it until we go through all the stuff that I feel is important within the trading psychology aspect of trading. And of course, then once we get that down pat, we'll move on to other things. And along the way, tying those other things into this psychological piece of it. So, hopefully you enjoyed it. That's it. Thank you. Join us next week. We'll be back and do some more. Thank you.